Buckle up! This podcast is going to be all about the journey. Hi, I'm Clara, your host of Talk Journey to Me podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast really stemmed from the thought that everyone comes from a different background and how they have handled their highs and lows of life. Join us as we dive deeper into my guest's story. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Journey to Me. This is Clara, your host, and in this episode, I am going to start talking about when I lived in Texas. Um, This will kind of be very quick and easy um, for the lovely three years of my life I lived in Texas. So I left off where I was about to graduate college, and I visited a friend in Dallas, Texas, and came back and told my family that I wanted to move down there. And that's what I did. I left two weeks later. My grandparents um, were going to visit visit my cousin um, in Oklahoma. And they were like, well, we can just pack your stuff up and take it with us. So they had their car and they towed um, all of my things in a little trailer. And then I followed them with my car. Um, so on our way down there, it was quite funny. We got to Arkansas and my grandparents' car broke down. So we had to stay the night and get that fixed. And we were on our merry little way. Um, when I got to Texas, they um, dropped my things off in a um, in a storage unit. And I only took like the main things I needed, uh, which were some of my clothes and the necessities. So I had everything else in a storage unit. It was a five by 10. So it was five foot deep and then 10 foot tall. Um, And that was it. Like that was my whole life in its own thing. Um, But I lived in a hotel for a month. It was a all inclusive um, long stay. It was, I think only $600 and obviously everything's included with Wi-Fi and cable and I had breakfast in the morning. Um, and then I had like a microwave and a kitchenette type thing, not a full kitchen, just a little bit. And I had a king size bed. So that was great. Um, didn't have a dog at the time. Um, and then my like bathroom and everything. So water, electric, all that was included. So I thought that was a great deal. Um, so I paid for the first month when I got down there, um, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have any friends really down there. My other friend moved back to Toledo with her fiance. Um, so I was kind of just chilling. I looked for jobs. I kind of took some time for myself, um, really made most of that time. Um, I got a bartending and cocktail server job within the first week. Um, met a girl down there while I was there and she and her daughter were looking for a roommate. So I ended up moving in with her. Um, and then she and I moved out like her lease was almost up. So then, um, at the end of my month, we ended up moving in to like, I moved in with her at the end of my month. And then at month two, I ended up, we ended up moving into an apartment complex that had three bedrooms. Um, So I did that and I lived 
I bounced around, lived in the apartment complex for, um, I'm trying to think. I think all three of all three of my years I was down there. Yeah, so I lived down there for all three of those years. Um, and then when I came back, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so I lived there, but then I jumped around from job to job. So I worked at the movie theaters. I worked as a bartender. I worked as a server. I worked at a dining um, a dining hall. I worked at a country club. Um, and then I kind of just grew into my like positions there. Um, and during those Texas times, I didn't really have the money to come back to see family. Um, so I ended up like staying with my family in, um, in Oklahoma for some of that time. So I was with Jennifer and her family. Um, and then her adopted parents were very sweet to me, um, and let me stay with them. Um, and with some of the holidays, it was just really great to have somewhere to go if I wasn't working. And in the hospitality industry, you realize very quickly that you don't have holidays off um, because that's when <clears throat> people are traveling. That's when people are spending time with their families um, and doing a lot of like sightseeing and things. So I really ghosted the rest of my family and friends in Ohio. It was like they were out of sight, out of mind. And I know at the time I probably like didn't really care um, or that they even wanted to talk to me or anything. I just wouldn't even text them back. I wouldn't call them back. Um, and I think I got in my mind that like Ohio was the old Clara and this was now the new Clara. So, um, I just kind of only really spent time with Jennifer, <coughs> excuse me, and got very close to her, um, and her family. And when I got down to Texas, I really, it was hard to find healthcare. I got super lucky in Ohio that I was able to stay at Nationwide Children's Hospital even as a and as an adult because they have like an adult unit for the IDC clinic. And um it was super hard to find healthcare. Um I even went to like the county area, I went to the city. Um it just was super hard. And I even had one lady when I finally got into one place um, and had like a consultation with her and they did some blood work. She was like, are you sure that you got this when you were born? And I literally looked at her and I was like, if you want me to call my doctor who I've had since I was two weeks old, like, let's go ahead and make that phone call. Because like, I have never in my right mind, like who thinks that's okay to ask. Um, but I was down there. Um, I gained some friendships. I lost some friendships. Um, I gained a whole family with being really close with Jennifer and her kids. Um, 
And then I started looking for a church that I made a lot of friends at. And um, it was kind of, it's one of those churches that you see on TV that you don't really feel like there's actually like, is the audience really real? And like, yeah, it is. And it's absolutely crazy how much of an impact like that large of an area can make you feel. Um, and it doesn't even make you feel like little it made, it made me feel like there was, I was a part of something bigger, um, which was really great. And closer to the end of my stay, I really, it was about, I had like a year, a year left, but I didn't know at the time that it was a year left because I thought I was going to stay there forever. Um, I had like a six month, um, scare where a lot of the medications they were putting me on, um, really weren't working. And there were months that like, I, the side effects were so bad that I, I was literally throwing up every day and it just, it felt awful. So I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I stopped taking medication. Um, And those side effects really like, I mean, obviously the side effects didn't, they went away because that's what the medication was doing was creating them, but the virus got really strong and it was, I went in for a test because I just kept getting sick and I didn't feel good and it was awful. And they gave me like six months to live if we didn't find another regimen that was going to work. So that put me kind of back in the place of like realizing like what I wanted my life to look like and what I wanted, who I wanted in it and what I wanted to do with my life. Um, So obviously some things turned around um, and then I, I was sitting at work, one of the country clubs and it was a member's a members paid private country club and the HR person and I were really close and um, the HR person's no longer there, but he told me that some shady things were going down. And then the next thing I know that HR person was no longer working there. And I knew that these shady things that were happening were true um, because they basically got fired because they basically knew too much. Um, So I found out that the GM at the country club was bonusing himself money um, and putting it into his bank account instead of into the club. So we couldn't get new chairs or we couldn't, we couldn't pay for an, like to fix the golf carts or, buy liquor for our events. And it just got really bad. And I went up to him and I was like, I, I don't know. I can tell the district manager. I was like, but I don't feel aligned with me working here, knowing that I I'm working underneath you, which is basically saying that it's okay for what you're doing. And he was like, well, I'll give you, since you know too much, he's like, I'll give you a piece of the cut or, um, you can just leave and keep your mouth shut. So I left, but I didn't keep my mouth shut because that is not who I am, especially when you test my integrity. So I ended up calling um, the district 
and district manager. And then the GM got fired about two weeks later. So I feel like I, I, I had to walk away from that job at that point. And so at that point, I really was trying to take the time to realize like what I wanted and where I wanted to be. And something just told me to keep like I needed to go home. I needed to go home. Um, and I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to go to Ohio. I didn't want to be with family. I didn't want to look like a failure. I didn't want, it was just so many things, so many lies I kept telling myself in my head. And I then had to make the decision that I then sold everything in my apartment. I had Chloe at the time. I sold everything in my apartment. I called my aunt Darlene crying, not knowing what to do. Couldn't make rent because I didn't have a job. Couldn't like, I only had enough money to really get myself back to Ohio. It was crazy. And I really learned a lot of lessons during that time. And Paul and Darlene um, gave me some money to be able to, um, get some of my things like my mom's things and my baby things and some stuff in storage back. Um, but then everything else had to fit in my car. And at the time I had a Chevy spark and that a doesn't have a trunk. Um, it's very tiny. It was a four door. So I really got creative with playing Tetris. And then I moved the front seat as close as I could to, um, the airbag and, like the front console and Chloe sat in the front seat on her bed. And then her toys and food were in the front um, bottom area. And then I really just took the essentials with me and I ended up coming back um, to Ohio and had to make some decisions. Um, And that was kind of the time where I started to feel truly like a failure. Um, you're 27 years old, like moving in with your aunt and uncle, your parent figures, and then really like not having a job lined up. And who knows if the dogs are even going to get along, which they did thankfully, because I still have Chloe, but that was one of the things I would like, there were things that I was scared about. Um, was I going to be able to get back into the doctor? Was I going to be able, um, to rekindle some of those friendships that I didn't like keep strong while I was away, um, where the family relationships were like, was I even going to be accepted anymore because I ghosted everyone. And I had to like turn myself away from all the negative talk and change the way that I approach things. Um, so at that point, I then, kind of found myself. Um, and as I was turning like 28, like I, I really took that time from 27 to 28 to really realize like what I wanted. I ended up starting a management job. Um, and I was working at, um, at Bob Evans as a manager, um, a shift manager, And the hours were really making it hard on me um, physically, especially with my health. And we were trying new medications to see what would work better and all different things. But 
I am going to leave you with that thought of it's okay to take time for yourself and take self, like self-care is very important. And I think I learned that a lot during my 27th year um, and moving back from Texas of sometimes you have to listen to yourself and listen to your body because it's telling you what it needs. Um, so that's really at the time where I knew I had to make some changes and the changes were about to come.